Hey, thanks for dropping by to the Planners on Purpose podcast, created by Naomi Tucker, CMP. Now, this space is for the event planners to encourage and empower you so that you can fully live your life on purpose. So before we dig in, please take a moment to subscribe so you get future shows. Now, here she comes, your host, Naomi. Well, hello, everyone. Naomi Tucker here. Excited to be here for yet another episode of the Planners on Purpose podcast. I hope you're doing well and happy holidays to you. We are in the process of celebrating the holidays all around the world. There's so many different aspects of celebration that is happening. For me, I celebrated Christmas yesterday and it was a super exciting time. Visited family Christmas Eve, had a nice intimate Christmas, Christmas Day, and just am enjoying the family time and um, being able to be with friends and extended family. It's been great. And I'm hoping that that is something that you're enjoying as well. And I know that many of us enjoy this time around the holiday, but also holidays can be a little bit challenging as well because there's some people that are in our lives that probably are no longer in our lives. And we take that time to remember them and to just reflect a bit. And sometimes that can be hard. So my heart goes out to you all that are also doing that as well. I think we all have someone that we are remembering in this time as well. So I just want to be mindful of that. But I hope you're having a content time that things are going really well for you, regardless of what your situation may be. So I wanted to bring to you today a little bit of a throwback episode. And this one is actually super special. The reason why it's special is it's from, it's one of my first interviews, one of my first interviews that I ever did here on Planners on Purpose podcast. Actually, it is the first interview that I did on this podcast. It was with Erin Chapman. She is the CEO of AAA Studios. And she was just a wonder to to talk to and to discuss the balance between her CEO life and just her planning life and, and being a mom. So I think that this was a really great episode to just lighthearted episode for you to listen to, gather some tips from Erin on some work-life balance, just see things from her perspective. As you listen to this episode, I would just encourage you to really reflect about yourself. What are the aspects about you that you have to be very intentional in balancing? And how do you want to manage that as you're going into the new year? I would just invite you to think about that as you're listening to this episode. I truly hope that you enjoy it and I will come at the end to just wrap it up. So I'll see you on the other side. Today, I'm talking with Aaron Chapman, CEO of AAA Studios. And today we'll be chatting about Aaron about leadership and work-life balance. Aaron's been named one of the top 50 smart women in meetings. She is an accomplished event designer, producer, she began her um, career in theater and film production, where she honed her eye for detail and grace under pressure. Since then, Erin has made a name for herself with her imaginative concepts, innovative themes, and her ability to create unforgettable events. So welcome, Erin. Thank you. I must say, you um, have had an amazing career, and I just can't wait to dig into 
talking about it with you. So can you just start off by telling us a bit more about your journey in the event industry and how you got to where you stand today? Sure. So I grew up in a theater and film business. And my very first job was when I was 13 on a film called Dirty Dancing, which you oh. know. Mm-hmm. I was the art department coordinator. So I was the boss lady even then. <laughs> <laughs> and then I worked in film mostly through high school and college. And then when after I graduated, I continued on until I met and married my husband. And I went back to my artistic roots in graphics design and started doing designs for all the digital presentations for events. Mm-hmm. Um, I partnered with someone who was very interested in doing the program side, and we were lucky enough to land a very big client, the American Jewish Committee, and their global forum. Mm-hmm. And he found it very stressful and decided not to continue. So I bought the company, kept the client, and that was seven years ago. Nice. Since then, we've expanded and added on services for our clients and offer now sort of soup to nuts. I say, always say corporate events concept to clean up. So <laughs> now we kind of do it all. Great. So what what are some challenges that you see in just being a CEO and now doing it all and expanding um, on what you originally had in the beginning? The biggest challenge right now that I'm finding is the balance between client work and actually working on and building the business itself. Mm-hmm. The business itself now requires a fair amount of attention and care. And so it's it's been a bit of a struggle in scaling in that in that way but we've hired a couple of new great people so i'm i'm hoping it'll be smoother sailing moving forward great and tell us a little bit about this i think it's the ajc program that you work on tell us a little bit about that it sounds like you're currently in the process of planning that one yeah absolutely in fact i was just working on the master schedule the american jewish committee's global forum is their annual meeting it's 4 days culminating with the participants going to the Hill to to lobby. This year, we're anticipating about 2,700 participants. We have world leaders, leaders of the Jewish world. It's quite a big event with some pretty Mm -hmm. serious heavy hitters, and it's it's an action-packed four days. And how do you how do you navigate those high profile meetings? There seems like to bring so many esteemed political dignitaries from around the the world, and I'm pretty sure they come with um, their own set of wants and needs. Oh, for sure. So, <laughs> how do you just just manage it all? <laughs> um, <laughs> Sometimes that's the question I get: is how do you do it how all? Do so, I guess that's all? my question. <laughs> Well, I think it's it's really hits to the heart of why we do what we do, right? It's like mm-hmm. those are the high pressure, high, high, um, highly emotional moments, right? And trying to navigate through them where everybody comes out the winner is is the challenge. And how I do it is I I try and stay as calm as possible, and I try to listen and really hear what each side is really looking to achieve and, and what's going to be a win for them and try to find the common ground. And I think in every situation, there's a way everybody can come away feeling like they got a little bit of what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of my goal in all those situations. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I can imagine that these types of programs can put a bit of stress on you as kind of being on point for it all. So how are some ways that you manage the stress of of putting together such an event as that? You know, it's it sounds really trite, but getting enough sleep, drinking enough water, not giving up my yoga class on the weekends, even though it would be easier to stay and, and at home and work on the spreadsheets. Yes. But really focusing and making sure that self-care is, remains a priority is, is really the, way, the best way I've found. Right. And I feel that, for me, the same thing as well is just making sure that, that you are taken care of because it allows you to take care of every, everyone else. Right. Yeah. I mean, it starts with us, right? And then from us comes everything else. Absolutely. So in terms of a lot of people on our kind of our followers really like to hear a little bit about leadership and just wanted to talk to you a little bit about that and Mm -hmm. how you lead your team. So I guess the question would be just as a leader, how are you keeping your teams motivated? Obviously you have a lot that you're working with. Your business is growing. How do you make sure that they're motivated and they're while they're working on this high-level programming? You know, it's funny. I I don't actually really think of myself that much of a leader. I I know that people tell me I'm a leader. (laughs) Maybe that's the secret. No, I feel like we're, you know, we all have our team, right? So there's like, you know, there's the catering team and the breakout team and the speaker team. And I feel, you know, I think the best thing to do is to find really great people, which is the first challenge, and then mm-hmm. give them the tools they need to succeed and then let them do it. Sort of stay out of the way, you know, not abdicate, not completely, you know, leave them to fly in the wind. You definitely check in and give them the support they need. But, you know, my dad always said, hire good, pe- you know, hire people to do the things they love and then let them do it. And I think that's right. Hmm. I love that. Yeah, I love that. That's that's a tweet right there. Hire people, <laughs> <laughs> hire people to do what they love, and, and, and let then them let do them it. Do it. Stay out of their way, and you know, of course, support them. Make sure they take lunch breaks. Make sure they don't work more than ten or eleven hours, and they do get some. They you know they get sleep and have mm-hmm. time for their own self care. Um, but really. Just be supportive and stay out of the way. Totally love that. So as a CEO, I'm pretty sure that you have a lot of competing priorities, not only the events that you're working on, but just being a leader and managing people. What are some ways that you maximize your productivity while you're in the office? What are some steps that you take to maximize what you do and make every minute count? That's a tough one. And I think, you know, some days are better than others. On this for sure. One of the things, one of the tools I use a lot and lean on a lot is really my calendar. If it's not in the calendar, it's not happening. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) If I don't get an alert, it's, I don't know what's going on. I mean, honestly, so that's a big one that sort of marches me through my day. And then I keep a notebook of a running to-do list that's sort of broken up by day. Mm -hmm. which I sit with myself on Sunday evenings and kind of lay out my week. And I found it's funny. It's a, it's like a, 
it's not quite an eight by 10 size. And I find like I do a day, which is a half a page. And mm-hmm. if that's filled up, that's about the amount of work I can get done that day. Like I, if I try and squeeze in more than that, it won't get done. It's, oh, great. it's funny so, how so it worked out that way. So you have it down to the page, everything that fits on this page. Exactly. You're, you're able to fit in your day. Correct. Perfect. Much, yeah. I like that. So what happens, I guess, out, outside of your workday? So I understand you're a, a mom as well. I am. I'm the mom to the best 17-year-old kid that ever lived, if I may say so myself. <laughs> I'm not biased at all. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I'm very definitely a proud mom. I'm a mom and a wife and dog owner and some casual photographer. So yeah, I like to be home when my kid's home. I make dinner almost every night that I can. I'm up with him in the mornings, which is actually great because then I get some nice morning time to catch up on emails and stuff after he's gone off to school. But that's, you know, I I think every woman will, you know, struggles with and talks about the the life, work, family balance, if there is really such a thing. I think it's more like a juggle. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Right? And like, it's you know, and it's always the question of how do you how do you how do you make it all work and you know how do you set your boundaries to make sure that you're spending the time that's really important yeah. as a mom with your 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 children. So the thing so, I the thing I always remind myself is that the work is always there. The work will forever be there. There's always going to be another client, another job, another event another project, but your kid is only with you for so long, mm-hmm. right? You know, they, they go off to college and then they have their own lives. So, you know, for me, it was about prioritizing him first and then the business. And now that he's older, it's, you know, those priorities are starting to shift a bit, but, you know, I just always remember that kept it in the back of my mind that our time together is temporary, whereas my time at being a working person is limitless, basically. Right. And and that's a very great point in mindset to have is just kind of realize what, you know, the, the priority in the long term. Right. For sure. Yeah. So, well, that's wonderful. So I always like to ask people what are some of their favorite tools that they use? Because now that we're in the age of the digital era, so smartphone true. era, we're using <laughs> app for everything. Seriously. So, <laughs> so what are some of the apps that you use to just keep yourself, <laughs> whether it be for event planning, keep you on target, or just kind of to balance balance your world? Keep, keep everything organized. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely a Google girl. Um, so I... I use, I, we're actually just transitioned out of Google Drive into Google Enterprise. Mm, okay. We, I, yeah, I use basically everything Google. So my entire, I always laugh that my entire business is owned by Google because <laughs> <laughs> it's all up in the Google Cloud. So that's the biggest one. The thing that I like about it best is that my clients and I can work on documents together at the same time especially things like project management documents, which are constantly getting updated. 
Yes. You know and can trust that what you're looking at is the most current and you don't have to go digging into your emails for versions and, you know, which Excel sheet got sent at this time and did that person remember to put version three instead of version two and all that. So I really, that's one of the big ones. I use Zoom a lot, actually. Um, also face-to-face meetings? Yeah, or? it's face-to-face. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of meetings that way. I feel like they're much more productive if it's a video chat. And I love that it can, you can switch it over so that you can share your screen. So especially when looking at graphics or anything visual, ground plans, photos of a site, mm-hmm. it's so much easier to have a conversation about it if everybody's looking at the same thing. Right. Yes. Right. I agree with that. And I would have to agree with you with Google because you can see when everyone is in the document and what's being that changed. That too. In <laughs> real you can time. tell if it's somebody's just... <laughs> doing email instead of, you know, paying attention to the, the meeting at hand. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really, it's really nice to have, especially when you can kind of confer with clients that way as well. Yeah, definitely. Just in terms of leadership, and I know you said you don't, to yourself as a leader, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, every, you know, everyone is a leader, I guess, in their own, yeah. in the, or their own sense, but what are some words of advice or just. I'm the flag you know, bearer. Things? Let's call it that. <laughs> You're the flag bearer. So what words of advice do you have for other flag bearers that are trying to balance it all and, and lead and, and do these really important events every day? Wow. I would say two two bits of advice. The first one is to really listen to your team and the feedback that they're giving you because they're they're giving you invaluable information about not just the productivity and efficiency of the work that they're doing, but they're they're telling you how successful they're feeling in what they're doing. And the more successful that they feel, the better they're going to be in their position and the more successful the project will be ultimately. So it's, it's really great to check in with them often, have team meetings regularly, you know, not to extremes. Like I worked on this one project and it was three in the morning and the team lead, the project manager on it, I guess the team leader, the project manager called us in to have a team meeting to discuss the wins and challenges of the day. And it was three in the morning. It's like, no, I'm going to bed. (laughs) No. So within reason, obviously, within the context of the event itself, um, definitely after an event is over. And then the other thing is to, to keep a level of reality check. It's, it's not brain surgery. No one will die today, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I know you have to add that on. <laughs> it is the no, no. world after all. It right? is. <laughs> so, you know, when, when it starts getting really crazy and the emotions start running high, remember to take a deep breath and take a step back because creative solutions come when there's some space and you're not in, in the middle of the chaos. So it, you know, if you're going to lead everybody, your client included, through the mess to get to, to the successful meeting, then you have to have some detachment from the emotion of it, right? Mm-hmm. 
absolutely it's, it's important to take that step back and take a deep breath and really keep focus on the bigger picture perfect well that was amazing i love that so thank you, thank you so much i just really thank appreciate you. you sharing your wisdom with us today it's it was it was really great to just hear from you and hear your perspective on leadership and work-life balance thank you so much Wasn't that such an insightful episode? I really appreciate being able to sit down with Erin Chapman and actually truly appreciate her being my first interview here on this podcast as I was trying to navigate the podcast world. It was truly a pleasure to sit down with her. And I really had just some takeaways in listening to this again, some additional takeaways that I had that I wanted to share with you that stood out to me. I love how she was talking about the balance between client work and how she building the business itself. So with CEOs, that is definitely something that one does struggle with is maintaining your current clients and servicing them in the way that they need to be serviced so that they continue to come back and be reoccurring customers. But then also finding the time to be able to strategize and to scale the business itself. That's definitely a balance that I think every CEO has to come to grips with. And a lot of it is having the help and support that you need. And then also being able to provide the space for that, because as Erin did also say in her episode, which I thought was very profound, is she said creative solutions comes when there is some space and that you're not in the middle of chaos. If you have yourself doing client work and just attending to that all of the time and being in the thick of it, it can be very hard for you to have those creative solutions. So finding opportunities for you to have space, maybe having a CEO weekend here and there that you can do some strategizing with maybe your leadership team or yourself if you're a solopreneur is definitely going to be helpful for you. I love the fact that she said she's not giving up her yoga classes on the weekends. As you all are moving into the new year, those things that really bring you balance and that really bring you some, just make you feel good about yourself, like I believe the yoga classes perhaps have done for Aaron. don't give those up, right? Keep those things because those are the things that just make you feel like you can breathe. So make sure that you include those, that you're really consistent and pretty much set up a boundary around not giving those things up because it can be very hard as we're moving into the new year to get very busy and very consumed with everything we're doing. And we end up sacrificing ourselves for our, for our business, for everything, <laughs> for our works and our jobs. So I would just say that's a really great takeaway. The things that are working for you in your life, keep them, protect them at all costs. Again, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I might be coming here with another interview or two and maybe another throwback episode, but I really hope that you're taking this time between during the holiday season to really reflect and just see how you're going to position yourself for the new year because it's going to be amazing. And I know that you have some wonderful things that you want to do. And I want to be here to help you and support you in getting those things that matter to you um, done. So until next time, my friends, please stay on purpose. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. If you enjoyed the conversation, hit the like button and tell us how much you enjoyed the show by leaving a message in the comments. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.